I'm Jeff Rake. I'm Ezra Nachman, and we're exploring the drama and mystery of Manifest, episode 114. Talk about Michaela's mindset at the start of this episode. Well, I would say that at the start of this episode, she's all over the place, right? There's so much going on. She is perhaps at the peak of her overwhelmedness emotionally, torn in a million directions. She's been trying to undo the damage of her one night of passion with Jared, feeling that her heart and her longstanding tie to this guy got the better of her, but now she regrets it and and wishes that she could, you know, put the genie back in the bottle, but Jared's not going there. He feels that in order to justify the infidelity, the only way that he can justify it is if it leads to a meaningful change in his life. He wants to be with her and he believes they, they belong to each other. And of course it all comes to a head in this episode uh, with Lourdes. Yeah. And I think one of the cool things about this episode is that she's coming home for the first time after being away for upstate for a couple of episodes. So it really is one of those things where she's kind of thrown back into the waters right away and she doesn't really have a chance to come up and breathe because she's returning to New York and instantly she's confronted with Jared, who's been waiting for her, Lourdes, who's still waiting for her on top of bringing Zeke home with her. And so it just adds all of this sort of timber to the fire. Elaborate on the believers. Would things have gotten to this point if not for Adrian? Or was their escalation inevitable? That's an interesting question. Uh, As I've talked about in uh, some of our prior conversations together, I've always believed that the growth of the believers was just an organic, inevitable result of something inexplicable happening like this in the world. So whether or not one person uh, came forward to formalize a group to fuel the fire would it would it not have happened i think that it would have in some disenfranchised chaotic way that said adrian certainly bears responsibility for offering up additional pieces of information about the passengers uh one could logically deduce that Alice, the passenger who ends up taking Sanvi hostage in the episode, would not necessarily have been aware of Sanvi's, you know, seeming medical miracle in regard to Cal had Adrian not told her and the other believers about that story. Uh, could she have sussed it out on her own? Perhaps. But I think we can assign some responsibility to Adrian. Talk about Sanvi's old boyfriend. Is there more to the story? There's for sure more to the story. Interesting that you assume it's a boyfriend. You know, when we plant seeds like this on on Manifest, we try to pay them off, and this is one that we certainly hope to pay off. You're not going to see anything more about it in season one. You might hear more about it, but uh, I expect some details coming down the line. Talk about Ben's encounter with Adrian and their debate on whether or not what happened to the plane was a miracle. I mean, I think the the fun in writing that scene was... Both of them could be right uh, in terms of their interpretation, in terms of what happened to the plane. Uh, I think Adrian even says, who's to say what happened didn't really happen? And I think that's part of the core mystery that Jeff and all of us created with what happened to the plane is really this question where Ben can come in and confront Adrian and say he knows 
a truth and Adrian can come right back and say, well, he might know a truth as well. And who's to say either is right or wrong. And I think it's great because it really fuels speculation going forward. Yeah, I love that conversation that, that plays out between the two of them. I find it very provocative and also evocative of, of the themes that we've played with since Ben and Michaela debated faith versus science all the way back in the pilot episode, right? It begs the question, is something a miracle because something inherently miraculous happened? Or is it enough if people take away that something miraculous happened, whether it happened or not, right? What is a miracle and what is the impact on society when one thinks that a miracle has transpired? And I I think that's the point that Adrian is making. You know, whether we like it or not, we are the objects of people's, you know, adoration and, and a source of their faith. And it's a responsibility that Ben and others never intended to bear, but it's one that they bear nonetheless. Talk about the major and what she has planned. Well, we're not going to tell you too much, though Though by the end of season one, you'll see that she uh, pivots a little bit in order to continue her long game, as you say. We learn from her that she's been at this a long time. This is not her first rodeo. Now, does that mean that that other objects have disappeared and come back? Not necessarily, but she alludes to being on point for prior investigations involving unexplained uh, phenomena. And uh, she's being patient, and she's going to pounce when she sees an opportunity. It's maybe worth taking a, a second look at some of those screens in the background and taking a closer look and just to see sort of not only the focus of passengers perhaps in New York City, but perhaps in the United States and perhaps elsewhere. How will Lourdes leaving Jared affect Michaela and Jared moving forward? It's really gray. Uh, as we'll see in episodes 15 and 16, Michaela is really beat up about this. Of course, Jared is also. Jared makes the bold assumption that Lourdes's departure, as traumatic and difficult as it is for all three of them, is at the same time opening the door for Jared and Michaela to come together and... Michaela's not ready to go there as she, she doesn't rule it out, as she, as she says to him right there into the end of the episode. Does she really believe that she and Jared are meant to be or, did, or does she have doubts? I would say she certainly is weighing certain doubts given all of the complications that have happened. I don't know that her doubts necessarily mean that she that she's questioning whether they're meant to be, but she's experiencing ramifications that are resulting from the possibility of them being together and therefore is now asking herself, even if we are meant to be, is it worth the price? Elaborate on the wolf. Who is it? What's the danger? You know, I think uh, when it comes to the wolf, Cal's drawings and the things that he sees often come true, but often have additional ramifications and deeper meanings as well. And I think we sort of tease at the end of the episode who the wolf might be and what the looming danger might be in terms of that van coming up. But certainly, it might not just be limited to the one person that it's assigned to by the end of the episode. Yeah. And uh, whether you noticed it or not, we've actually been tracking the story of this guy and his crime in progress uh, for a couple episodes now. If you go back and look or listen very carefully at some of the... uh, news footage that we either hear or see all the way back for three or four episodes. It's going to blow up in a big way right in Michaela's face in the next episode. 
Talk about what Sanvi went through in this episode and what this will mean for her moving forward. Well, I think we saw a little bit of how it would affect her and what it meant for her going forward at the very end of the episode. There's a very touching and I felt poignant moment where Sanvi returns to her office, sits down and really after having kept her cool and poised throughout the episode, finally shows some emotion in the privacy of her own office. And uh, to your point, she really did go through the ringer and it was a very traumatic experience as, as it would be being held hostage, especially as she's a scientist and someone who believes so strongly in faith. And I think, you know, her resolve will be tested going forward in terms of the traumatic experience that she went through and just how she deals with the trauma and really suffering post-traumatic stress in terms of moving forward and trying to dive back into her work and help others and yet feel harmed because she tried to help someone and it ended almost disastrously for her. And talk about unintended consequences. This one's going to be a doozy. After days underwater, the van is pulled to the surface and Griffin wakes up. Talk about that. He is a bad mofo. Uh, and he has no idea why this is happening, but he's going to figure it out in real time, and, and Michaela's going to unwittingly help him along, and that's going to that's gonna get nasty. Jared's address is 3528. 3 plus 5 is 8. 828. Is there a deeper meaning to that, or is that just an Easter egg? Well, it's certainly a fun little Easter egg, deeper meaning, you know. It's, uh, who knows? You'll have to stick around. Exactly, stick around, wait for it. There are oranges on the Stones' dining room table. Oranges are known as the symbol of fertility. Comment on that. Absolutely not. Hope you enjoyed the ride. Ready for the next chapter of Manifest? There's more mystery coming your way. Thank you for listening to this episode of Manifest, the official podcast. Subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen, and please be sure to follow Manifest on socials, at NBC Manifest on all platforms. 